This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to episode number 880 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. John, Star Wars tickets go on sale today. They do. You are correct. They won't freaking tell you what time. I'm they guessing around noontime because that's probably when they're going to drop the well, trailer. They, they, well, they said no, the trailer's not dropping until Monday Night Football. And what I just—they won't tell you a specific time, but what I just read is tickets will go on sale after the trailer drops, and they won't tell you. And and then, and so I, and I'm assuming this is a ploy to get ratings for Monday Night Football, which is on ESPN, which is owned by Disney. Star Wars is owned by Disney, so I feel like this is a ploy for Monday Night Football. So I bet you they won't even drop the trailer until halftime, at least. To make you sit through the first half wondering when it's going to be on. <laughs> I'm not sitting through the first half unless my coworkers have it on. Oh, no, they will. Yeah, football's big at work, John. I know. That's why I said it that way, because everybody has informed me many times that I better like football or I better at least like watching football. Yeah, well, it's better than Fox News. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I can't stand that freaking channel. So, anyhow... I, I want to make sure I get tickets, obviously for us, mm-hmm. my son, mm-hmm. Rude, mm-hmm. wants to go. So, uh, yeah, glad I'm off tonight so I can sit around and wait. And I don't have ESPN, so I'll just have to keep checking. <sighs> That's kind of fun. You know that there'll be things on the Internet, though, that'll be like, oh, tickets are going to go on sale at this time. You know, people will figure it out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, uh I just, you know, it was funny, uh, for episode seven, I remember I got my tickets. There's only like the tickets went on sale and then like it locked up and I'd never experienced that before buying movie tickets where I couldn't get in to buy my tickets. And then once I did and I went in, I actually got the last two seats in the theater for the first screening on the Thursday preview. Uh, but then with Rogue One, that wasn't the case at all. And so I'm curious, like Rogue One, it's like I got right in. I didn't have to worry about it. There were still tickets. It's like it, well, there definitely wasn't as big of a a push uh, for Rogue One and for my ticket purchasing experience than there was for The Force Awakens. So I'm curious if it's going to be how it's going to be for Episode Eight. Right. Um, are we going to get a big push or not? And then, of course, like last time, Thursday night show tickets didn't go on sale initially at the Regal. Locally, uh, but a few days later they did, so I had to swap my tickets out. So, and that seems to be the same thing this time. There's no Thursday night listening for Augusta, but there is for Brunswick. And I, I don't want to go to Brunswick. No. I mean, it's, it's not a bad theater, but it is smaller seats and it's quite a drive. And yeah, and you know, you, you're like, I remember when Regal first went to the uh, uh, reserved seating recliners. I'm like, well, this is stupid. 
you know, like I got to buy tickets, pick my seat, you know, it was just, it felt weird. I thought it was dumb. And then of course, you know, first big movie and it's like, oh, I don't have to go stand in line for three hours to make sure I get a good seat. <laughs> this is great. So anyhow, it's John. Yes, Michael. The burning question that everyone wants to know who's tuning in is, what did you watch this week? Oh, way too much stuff. Yeah? Yeah, I, I looked at my list and I'm like, God, I've got so much stuff on here. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, I watched regular shows. I watched um, returning shows. I watched some new shows, some that I was like, oh, this is good. Some that I was like, I'm never going to watch this again. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to plug something real quick here. I downloaded and installed an app on my phone that I think yep. is really helpful for uh, people like us. It's called TV Time. I don't know if you've yep. ever heard of it. You know, I saw that plug somewhere, and a couple of the reviews I read, someone was like, it's a glorified TV guide. Well, it kind of is, except for the fact that, like, if you say, hey, I watch this show, like, for instance, I put in that I watch Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. And yep. then on my list of upcoming shows, it was like, hey, don't forget, it's coming up this Saturday. And I'm like, holy crap, I would have forgotten. So for that kind of stuff, it's helpful. You know, it tells yep. you, it, it gives you day countdowns. So it'll be like, oh, Stand Against Evil has a new episode in 36 days. And you're like, okay, well, that's how is, is there ads? Uh, there might be. I have not spent that much time in it. I plugged in all my stuff and then just walked yep. away. The only thing that I have found annoying so far that I have to turn off is that it will give you notifications of everything. So like last night I had like 30 notifications. Hey, there's a new episode of Family Guy. Hey, there's a new episode of Simpsons. Hey, and I don't need that. You know, yep. I just basically want to have a list that tells me, hey, Mr. Robot's coming back on Wednesday. You know, hey, this is coming up. And once you've got it programmed into your DVR, it doesn't really matter as much. But if you switch over your DVR, you know, for whatever reason, it can be helpful. Or if you don't have a DVR. Right. Yes. If you're yep. a cord cutter and, you know, you're like, yeah. oh, I want to make sure that I don't miss out on the shows that are returning, then it can be helpful for that as well. You know, I feel like I got ahead of the trend on this one. Uh, you know, uh, ahead of what trend? The cord cutting trend. Ah. Yeah. Seems like lately, more and more people are switching over, getting rid of cable, getting yep. rid of dish, yep. going with you know online TV viewing. <laughs> so, but anywho, so uh, I'll have to check out that TV Time app. That might be helpful because I do sit there sometimes and I think to myself, "Did I miss a show this week?" And it's not for a lack of enjoying a show, but it's so there's some shows that I'm just like not as excited about, and so I can't remember if there's a new episode or not. Well, also, you and I have had conversations where I'm like, you know, oh, hey, did you watch The Good Place? Oh, wait, that's back? Oh, I guess I'll yeah. be watching that. Yeah, and it's funny. Rude, the other day, we were talking about something, and he pulled out this, uh, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a family friendly show. Paper. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sir. Sir. He pulled out, you know, two like uh, eight and a half by eleven pieces of paper, and they were front and back, and it's all typed up, and it's a list of his shows and what time and day they're on. Yeah, who needs that when you get an app? Apparently, he does. I guess I just thought it was hilarious. Anywho, and he has a DVR. You know, he's yep. he's he's the he's got the every channel cable. 
So uh, I, I too watched a couple of returning shows that haven't been back yet, and I watched uh, I think I guess just one new show. Okay. And uh, yeah, a couple. I got a couple trailers, a little bit, a little bit of news. Yeah, I've got a few of those as well. Yeah. So I guess we should probably just jump right into it. Um, well, in no particular order, uh, I did not watch This Is Us. I'm just going to put out that race straight away. So if you want to drop a couple notes about it, I can take my, my headphones off. No, no, we can wait till next week. Perfect. My wife and I just didn't get a chance because of my work schedule and her going away for the weekend. Um, so The Good Place. Um, it's Okay, episode four. and. Yep. Unlike the first three episodes, this essentially took place like in one room. It was one discussion. So yes. it was kind of a really big change of pace where there was so much going on in, in the first two and then a tremendous amount of story covered in the third one. <laughs> and the fourth one is just them deciding if they're going to work together or not. And I, I thought it worked well. I thought it worked really well. And I enjoyed the episode. And I, I love Janet. Well. Yes. Janet's awesome. Yeah, I like how Janet now is like. Did you? Did, was I also reset eight hundred and two times? Yes. Every time a Janet unit is reset, they become more <laughs> like socially aware or something. She's. I must be the most advanced Janet unit ever. Um, and then she realizes that everyone there, like, so Janet don't is is it comes from the good place. Right. He stole her from the good place. And her only job is to um, make sure humans are happy, and now she has realizes that there's only four humans there, so she'll do whatever they want. Yeah. Must make life a little easier for yep. her. And then the middle place is a real place. I like how they – because remember we talked about that last week, like why does this exist? Is this a real place? Is this part of Michael's you know, plan? But no, the middle place is a real place. Yep. And he can't go there. So that that was kind of interesting. Um but yeah, I also like the fact they call themselves Team Cockroach because Michael's just <laughs> like, you guys are cockroaches to me or dung beetles or whatever small human excrement bugs or whatever. I just, I don't know. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, it was a good name but, for their team. Yeah, but they're apparently, uh, after some much deliberation, they're going to work together. Uh, however, Michael has to join Chidi's ethics class with them because Michael's hoping by doing something right with these four, he'll get to go to the good place too. Right. So, which it'll be is interesting an interesting see, twist as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this season goes. Now, we got four episodes of setup to, you know, get us through to where the rest of the show's going. I, I thought they were done well. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like this show. I'm so glad that I stuck with it, and I'm glad that it's developed the way that it has. Absolutely, yeah. It's Absolutely, it's fun for a little half hour show. Yeah. Uh, speaking of another fun little half-hour show, Superstore, it's just tremendous. Like, this season, it's the third season, <laughs> it has really come into, like, its own. They, I, I don't know. I loved this episode. I thought it was great because <laughs> you know, the whole thing is based around them mourning the loss of Brett. Yeah, and even the episode's title is Brett's Dead. Yeah, uh, well, I think it was like Brett's Dead slash Brett's Alive or something like that. I don't know, but uh, I just, I loved I love the whole episode, and my favorite line in the entire episode is when, you know, Glenn's trying to, like, have faith and sometimes doesn't understand titles. He goes, like, I went and saw the movie Saw, cause I th and it is not about carpentry at all. <laughs> I threw up in my lap. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I just love that line. 
Dina, it turns out, is having some um, aftershock effects from the tornado. She's now, like, panicking about everything. She's basically shell shock. Yep. Yeah. Yep. PTSD. And uh, I-, I love the little shrine to uh, Brett that was in the store, which was basically just an end table with his picture on it and a couple of candles. And, like, at one point you see the woman walk by and just, like, set a cup down because she's done drinking. So she yeah. just, like, sets her soda cup down and walks away. And then that other woman walks up and, like, hangs some panties on his picture and touches it gingerly. Like, oh. Yeah, and then I think someone else, like, grabs one of the candles to buy it or something. Like, I like how they – I love those little cuts they do where the look and the feel of the show is completely different. And it's just, like, a customer being a butt or just some inappropriateness that is probably related to what actually happens in one of those box stores. Yep. So, oh, I think it's great. I like it a lot. I do too. So, fun show, good episode. Um, and I love that Brett showed up at the end because he was alive. Yeah, just like <laughs> and walks just, in. Yeah, and, and apparently what happened was is that, you know, no one called the right phone number to let him know to come back to work. <laughs> Which is very believable. Yeah. You could see that happening easily. Oh, and also uh, Jonah basically is trying to find out how Garrett became paralyzed. Yes. Yeah. And Garrett, being Garrett, is not going to open up at all. And, and not even like, you know, I'm not telling you. He just like, he makes it very awkward every time Jonah starts to talk about it. Um, It's almost kind of like, like in The Dark Knight when every time the Joker tells the story of how he got his scars, it's something yep. different. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, another great moment in this show is when Mateo and uh, Cheyenne pretend to be all upset because Brett's dead, which uh, that happens in real life. And it infuriates me when people are like that all dramatic about someone who they didn't really care about their dead because, you know, they can get attention or go home early or whatever it is like that. Uh-huh. And, and it backfires on them because Glenn's like, thinks sincerely they're upset and then wants them to help him write a eulogy mm-hmm. and they come up with all this just extremely strange things right that he has done in his life quote unquote right and it's just completely made up and then when glenn's alive and then like they have to in i mean glenn when uh, brett's alive and then they in, glenn, in front of glenn have to like oh so glad to see you and talk to him and this like that and everything and <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just all awkward, and I like it that they get their cup up and from it. So, <laughs> ah, yeah. What you got? Um, well, sticking with the half-hour comedy type things. Uh, second episode of Me, Myself, and I. Okay, not bad. Um, they kind of rolled it back a little bit. Did you watch it? Uh, no, I haven't watched any of that show yet. Okay. Uh, they, they kind of rolled it back a little bit, like at the end of the first episode, he, he, his older self gets the girl and like embraces her and gives her a kiss and it's like, oh, but then in this one they do the, the standard thing where she's like, oh, I have a boyfriend and whoa, what? Well, and so then of course, you know, he tries to convince her not to be with the guy and it backfires and you're like, you're reminded that it is a comedy of yep. sorts, you know, it's still, touching but it's a comedy a lot of it focuses around his younger self trying to be popular at school uh or trying to figure out why it's important to be popular because his new stepbrother is like you know you got to be popular don't sit at that table that's the loser table you should sit on the floor rather than sit at the loser table and then he his stepbrother pays the popular kid 10 bucks so that 
you know, the Bobby Moynihan's character can go sit up there with them and be popular for a week. And when he finds that out, he's like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go sit with the losers, which you knew was coming all along anyway. It's still right. a good show. It's still cute. Um, well, like Tom Petty said, even the losers get lucky sometime. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that one. <laughs> uh, anyhow. But yeah, um, it, it's still a good show. I enjoy it. Well, keeping with the half hour uh, theme. Yep. Uh, the Middle came back this week. Oh. And I believe this is their last season. Okay. And at the end of the at the end of uh, the end of the previous season, um, Axel had gone off to Europe to go backpacking for three weeks or three months or two months or whatever it was. And in this episode, it was you know end of the summer now, school's out. Yeah, the uh, sorry, the last season ended like with school getting out, and this episode ended with school starts next week type of thing. So you know, uh, Axel comes back and he is a douchebag. Basically, he's one of those like, oh, I'm so, you know, worldly. Yeah, I'm so worldly, and this is what I did in Italy, and you know, you Americans just stress out so much and work your lives away for nothing. You need to learn to sit down and relax. And he just basically is a massive douchebag that has a bun and is lazy and does nothing. A man bun. Um, and then Sue being Sue, she worked her ass off all summer long to save money. And uh, now that there's two days left before she has to go back to school, she tries to uh, complete a list of everything that she uh, got missed out on this summer and tries to cram it all into two days. And, of course, you know, that doesn't work for her. Right. And uh, Brick wants to break up with his girlfriend and other things. And it was funny. It's a good show. I'm very surprised it's lasted this long because there's nothing outstanding about it. It's just a fun show. And, uh, yeah, it was – Yeah, was I good. stuck with it for, like, the first five seasons or so. Yeah. It was good. I honestly, I didn't even watch it for one entire season, and then I started watching it again, and I have yet to go back to watch that other season. <laughs> so, like, I missed a season of this. I can't even remember which one it was. Nice. But I started watching because it was like, eh, and then I started watching it again. Maybe I missed season uh, six, and then I've watched seven and eight hmm. now. So, I don't know. It was fun. It was fun. Cool. Do you want to continue on this uh, half-hour comedy Might as run? Well. So the uh, I, I got you're the worst. Yeah. And shoulder shrug. It felt to me more like a return to the earlier seasons. You yeah. know, the the characters were a bit more like the you know like Lindsay discovering that she doesn't you know get along with people at work, and so I'm going to be myself and be mm-hmm. a completely inappropriate douchey. Bad girl. It's, it was too over, like. It was a little over the top, yeah. This season, okay, so for me, the characters in the first f- few seasons were, like, alright, it's a, it's a TV show, so they're gonna be, like, they turned the characters up a little bit, but it was, it was believable. Like, yes. we've talked about that. Like, yep. you know, um, Hector's social anxiety issues and PTSDs was believable. Jimmy being a pompous douchebag was believable. Mm-hmm. Um, Gretchen, you know, being who she was, full of all the personal she has, plus that severe depression, it was believable. And, you know, Lindsay being a selfish, self-absorbed person it was believable, but turned up a little bit. Mm-hmm. This season, 
They, they just, they crank them all up so high. They really did. And I still don't know what happened with Edgar. Why yeah, is it? Not that, Hector Edgar, sorry. Yeah. yeah Edgar. Between two episodes, he goes from being like a confident, you know, coming into his own, but he still wasn't like overly confident yeah. to being a complete douche. And even in this episode, he was acting douchey. Yeah. I, I don't like Hector in this, in this, uh, Edgar, I mean, and I don't want to call him Hector, but I don't like Edgar in this season, season so far. Cause I thought he was a likable, you know, uh, root for the underdog or root for the little guy type character. And now he's just, well, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy is the one that's the, like the been dialed back the most of all of them. Yeah. He basically is still himself. Gretchen is just – I don't like it at all. It's just – it's not – I don't know. It's its gone from being like, all right, this is pretty realistic to – you know, with a couple things we got to let go to – it's too much to let go. Yeah. And people don't act this way. And Lindsay just – there's no way someone would act that way all the time, the way Lindsay's acting. Like, it's just – you you would really hope not, no. I would hope not, yeah. I mean, I don't personally know anyone that way, and I've I've interacted with a lot of people over the years. You've interacted with a lot of people in Maine. I, I, yes, I have. <laughs> You've uh, not interacted with a lot of people in, like, New York or L.A. Right. Or- oh, no, you're right. But I'm just saying, like, I just, I don't, yeah. I'm no. not really enjoying the show this season so far. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely enjoying this the least out of all the seasons. I'm still watching it. It's not as much of a oh, I can't wait for it to come on as as it was in the past. The the, uh, the whole Gretchen being like nobody's ever fought for me. You oh God, just that pissed me met off. This guy. I mean, and uh, I'm not, I don't mean like just met this guy as in like two days ago, but he's been a booty call for yeah. less than a week. And, you're and like, the thing mm. that was, and the only thing that was exciting about it was that she thought he was married, and when they had sex at his house, and and what she thought was their bed together, that that turned her on. And then as soon as she found out that wasn't married, and he's got a kid, um, yeah. Now see, Gretchen being Gretchen, she should have run for the hills at that point. She should have been yeah. like, nope, he's got a kid. I am out of here. Completely. You know, Lindsay's the only one who, like, had the little goo-goo eyes over the baby. Gretchen is not a kid person, and she should have been like, nope, I'm gone. But instead, she sits out there and smokes a whole pack of cigarettes and is like, I'm going to wait for someone to fight for me. And then he's like, Gretchen, don't leave. And she goes, oh, you fought for me. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like it. No, I didn't like that at all. I, I, What is wrong with this picture? Everything. You know, this is not the character that we've grown to know. Right. So, yeah, I, I didn't agree with that at all. But we also did see in this episode that Jimmy still has uh, feelings and emotions for yep. Gretchen. Yep. So. And, and we also got to see Paul for the first time. Oh, yeah. And again, there's a guy I don't like. Like, again, Paul went from being that underdog, slug, pushover, like, Oh, I don't understand, you know, like almost believable, but not. And then when he basically, you know, stood his ground to Lindsay and was giving her comeuppance, it was like, yeah. And now his character is saying things like to the waitress, can I get a drink? No, I'm not going to rape you. And I'm like, what? Yeah. he. They decided to make him like the poster boy for mansplaining. Yeah. And, and he even said it, what, like men's rights or something. He's like, oh, yeah. there's not enough people fighting for men's rights, so I've got to be out here and like defending my male brothers. And... Yeah, it 
it's complete departure. And for them to like, he hasn't been around all season. Suddenly he comes in and this is the character that we get. The hell is wrong with this? Yeah. I don't know. Apparently we have a lot of issues with the characters this season. Yeah. In the show. And Jimmy in typical Jimmy fashion, you know, Edgar's trying to bond with him, trying to have a, you know, heartfelt bro moment. And Jimmy's basically like, piss off, you yeah. pussy. And Edgar leaves and then he has the bond, like two seconds later has the bonding moment with the two jackasses. And he's like, oh, I guess he was right. It is a good thing. Too bad he didn't stick around. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's Jimmy from the first season. Yep, that is. Ah, <laughs> uh, hell. Yeah. Excuse me. Did you watch Big Bang this week? I I did watch Big Bang Theory this week. Wow, that was that was what it was. Yep. 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 I, I guess at this point they basically know that no matter what they put on TV, their contract it's kind of like a state worker. I'm yep. protected by the union. I'm I'm here. Yep. I can do whatever I want. And some people take advantage of that and some don't. You know, in this case, they're like, hey, we've got our contracts. We know we're on the air for at least three more years and we're going to be making millions of dollars. We can do whatever we want. Well, this story just, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. I I wasn't that big of a fan. Then again, last season, I wasn't a fan of much of anything. Yeah, I wasn't, I don't know. Uh, I watched it and then I tried to go watch Young Sheldon and there was no new episode. And then eventually after a couple of days, when why isn't there a new episode? I realized, oh, it doesn't come back until November. Yes. And that, I was like, that was, that was kind of upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. But Howard goes on NPR and basically says, or admits Leonard. that physics research, sorry, Leonard, yeah, admits that, uh, physics research might be, uh, at a dead end. Yeah. And rightfully so, the university is furious, and they want him to uh, make a retraction, and for whatever reason, he puts his foot down and doesn't want to. Yeah. And Sheldon actually becomes depressed because he thinks Leonard, you know, hey, geez, he could be right. And so Howard and Raj come over, Penny calls them over to try and help them, like, get out of their funk, and then they all just end up being depressed, so then they all get drunk with Penny, drinking... uh, Blue dyed vodka, Romulan ale, <laughs> and uh, they end up going to the grave of Richard Feynman. Oh, there we go, Feynman. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then Leonard sends a drunk email to the human resources. That part was actually quite funny. Yes, the last like minute where she go where he comes in and she like reads him the email. <laughs> that that was pretty funny. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty good. I did. Oh, yes, you did. So, um, but it's, it, again, this show seems to fall back on certain things when it paints itself into a corner or when it has nothing better to do. Yeah. And one of the staples with this show is people getting drunk. You know, oh, well, we yep. couldn't find anything for them to do. Let's get them drunk. Oh, they're feeling a little depressed. Let's get them drunk. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always have to revolve around people getting drunk. And it's not always that funny. Oh, Sheldon puking off screen. Ah, don't care. That's hilarious, sir. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I guess I don't. So, uh, well, do you have any other half-hour situational comedies you want to speak of while we're on the roll? Yes, and it's going to be a little um, divisive, I think. Okay, go. Because I watched Ghosted. Oh, I did watch that as well, the first episode. Now... 
apparently I'm in the minority here because I didn't dislike it, but I just didn't like, I didn't look at it and go, wow, this is great. I can't wait to watch more. But it seems the more people I talk to, the more people are like, wow, I really enjoyed that show. Wow. That was really fun. Wow. It was really good. What were your thoughts? Um, okay. So I, I like Adam Scott. Yes. And I like, uh, I can't give his name. Craig Robinson. I like Craig Robinson. Um, I don't know. I didn't dislike it. You know, I, it didn't turn me off from the series. I, uh, I, I, I really saw the angle like coming. Um, basically, Adam Scott's wife. He was what was he? What was his job? He was a professor. He was a professor. And, his and wife gets abducted. Yeah. By aliens. He reports it, and now he's been disgraced, and no one believes him. And he, yeah, they called him a crazy person. They fired him, yeah. and he works at a bookstore. Right, he works at a bookstore where he continues to, you know, talk about his wife being abducted. Yeah. And then Craig, uh, Craig Robinson. Robinson. No, yeah, he, uh, his character is a disgraced uh, former LAPD a homicide detective or whatever oh, the police agency greatest was. Yeah, the greatest LAPD detective. Yeah. yeah, and he got his partner killed, and so he's all sad now. He's a security guard. They, they, huh? I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you said nope. They get lumped together by the underground agency, which is basically like their version of the X-Files that's not affiliated with the FBI. Right. To, uh, and it's a comedy, full comedy, to uh, go investigate this happening because someone disappeared and they want him because he's the greatest detective. And- well, one of their agents disappeared, and yeah. his last message to them was, find these two guys. They can help. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I didn't remember that part. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he gets blasted. Yes. So, um, I don't know. I, I didn't hate it. I can understand your your point of view, though. Yeah. And it, it didn't, didn't thrill you because yeah. it didn't thrill me, but I'll, I'll watch the second episode at least. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I haven't written it off, but it just – it wasn't I, – I was excited about it, and then I watched it, and I was like, meh, meh. You know, some of it was just very overused. The, uh, the comedy seemed a little over the top, a little slapsticky. Um, again, we've got one of these things where the, whatever it is, the unit underground or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they've got the tech girl there who is impossibly hot. Yep. And you're like, why? Why is this the case? You know, why do we have this impossibly hot girl? And then the nerdy guy with her and, Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Oh no, it's super stereotypical. I mean, like it's it's a, it's very cliche filled and stereotypical when it comes to casting and the characters and mm-hmm. and you know. Although it's really how, hard to believe Craig Robinson was the greatest detective that yeah. they had. The first episode, of course, is a setup to them working there. Like they, neither one of them work there, and now by the end of the episode, they do. And now going forward, their adventures will be invest to be you know being official team members and investigating. Right. These, it's called ghosted, but they investigate every supernatural, paranormal things. Yeah. Yeah. A, a disgraced but, but professor like, and yeah. a disgraced detective. No. But it's not done on a official, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an official way, like the X-Files was official, mm-hmm. but it's unofficial, kind of like how Supernatural was, is unofficial, but it's definitely not a drama thriller. Right. It's a, I think part of the problem is that it's only half an hour. So, you know, you're getting 21 minutes worth of story. And something of this 
type of thing, when you add, when you add in like an X-Files kind of thing or a supernatural kind of thing, you need a little bit of time to explain things and yep. spread things out. And I think that that's something that kind of hurts it. Yeah. I mean, for a first time setup story, this went well. I, yeah. you know, I, I guess, but you're right. I mean, going forward, when you're trying to investigate these things, it feels like maybe 20 minutes isn't enough to get a full scope of it. But yeah. we'll see, I guess. We will. Yep. I'm going to keep up with it. So. Uh, is that is that it for you in the half hour show? Oh, let's. I believe that it is. Yes. Okay. Let's get on to our hour shows. Our hour long. And that's H O U R, not O U R. Right, right. Hour time wise. Um, I'm. I just want to get this out of the way. Uh-oh. Uh oh. These are my. This is my three word uh, note on Gotham. Groan, groan, groan. Yeah, it pretty much sums it up. I think I had one more groan in there. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. Like they, they episode, introduced one yeah. character to pretty much kill her off by the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, they introduced the the way the Riddler was able to escape from uh Oswald uh the penguin and it, because he has a thought fan. out and because she is a very devoted fan who took the five who took 5 months of Planning and, and, and preparation to to win, and then in the end, she was killed. Yeah, and, and yeah. don't forget, she's a fan from back in the days of grade school because she knew. Yes, they're they're friends in grade school. Yeah, and she's his number one fan, and decided to trigger his brain by telling him riddles. But there was something Which, wrong with his brain. But yeah, then there wasn't. There, there's something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <sighs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't, and then Selena, who's supposed to be fifteen or sixteen, just wears tight leather the entire time. And yeah, I understand in real life the girl's eighteen, but uh, that yeah, I just yeah, it, it's problematic. We find out that Barbara is working for Rachel Ghoul. That's who her benefactor is, and that's why she's still alive because she got put into the uh, the the waters there. Yeah. And um, and he wants her to get a dagger because, you know, he doesn't have an army of assassins or whatever that could break into the docks and get the dagger for him. Right, because he does. But, you know, Bruce ends up with it because they end up selling it at auction. And Bruce becomes, in this episode, uh, in the movies, Bruce Wayne is always portrayed as being the Parter Boy billionaire who's bag. Mm-hmm. And now in this episode, Bruce plays the bratty douchebag billionaire ooh, kid. Oh, can I say it? He becomes Douche Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Well played. And then um, Jim goes down to try to get Falcone to come up to take over being the head crime lord in Gotham because he was the le- lesser of two evils. Uh, but he's dying. But his daughter decides she's going to come do it. Conveniently. And Oh, yeah, but conveniently just, dying, and, yeah. and apparently the air there uh, yeah. prolongs his life a little bit. Which yeah. do you figure that we're going to get um, at some point? He's going to figure out what Barbara did and try to get into the waters that Rachel Ghoul has. Oh, I don't know. This show seems stupid enough enough that it probably would. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a possibility. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Barbara, she, uh, I mean, uh, so yeah, so Falcone's daughter, she's in Gotham now and she's gonna, she's gonna go opposite the penguin. Yep. 
because Gotham was severely lacking in females who were wearing very open-fronted shirts. Yes, we didn't have enough. And yep. Now we have several. Yeah. So I don't know. I just. Yeah. They yeah. said, "Oh, you want crazy, intelligent uh, women? We'll bring one of those on the show, and then we'll kill her." Yep. In the same episode. Yep. Bye bye. Yeah, here's a new character. Now she's dead. Yep. But here's another new character who is playing the role of the sex pot, and she gets to live. And Gordon's new love interest, most likely. Of course. Don't forget that. Yep. So, um, anyways, I'm done. I'm I'm good with that. Yep. Okay. So if you have anything you want to add, feel free. <laughs> nope. Uh, real quick on Law and Order SVU, I watched this episode and um. They didn't focus. They, they kind of focusing still on Olivia being investigated, but it turns out it's probably ramped up from a detective that was in the first season of the show, which is kind of neat. They're revisiting him, bringing him back. They brought him back a couple other times, and um, so that seems like that's just going to be a throwaway. It was just a, like, oh my god, the way they end the first episode. To oh, it's just a throwaway story basically, um, and they got back to the uh, story of the week, crime of the week type format. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just it's the show's just plugging away. I'm I'm curious. Excuse me, we're I think we're, we're on season 19 right now. <laughs> so I'm curious if it's going to be like I feel like with Law and Order, they're like we want to give it 20 seasons and it's done because after 20 seasons it was done. I mean, they even canceled it before like. They didn't get a chance to film a final episode of the original Law and Order series. They just said, "Well, it's had twenty years; it's done," and that was it. Yeah. And instead, they did Law and Order Los Angeles, which sucked. <laughs> um, so I'm curious if we're just going to get all right. Let's do one more season of this show. We'll get twenty years out of the show, and then it's done. Because that's kind of how I feel like it is. They're kind of just wading through to get to that 20, 20 years. Um, I will say this though. In television in this day and age, the fact that you've had that, you know, Mariska Haggerty, the actress, has been able to play the same character on one show for now the 19th season is kind of impressive. You know, yeah. for a live action show. So. Yeah. That, that is quite the record she's got going. You know, that is kind of impressive. It doesn't doesn't happen like it used to because we don't have shows that last this long. But then again, like Supernatural somehow is up into the – and like Big Bang Theory is on season 11, right? I mean that seems crazy. That – yeah. When you start doing the whole overall like uh, looking at how many years something's been on, you know, or I've been watching this for so long, it can be a little bit shocking. Yeah. Uh, Criminal Minds is like in episode, season 15 now or something like that. I mean, like, yeah, I've just, it's a long time. <laughs> it is. It's it a long sure time. Is. But yeah, so, what you got? Um, Lucifer came back this week. Oh, I'm going to hit mute. So that you don't curse? No, so you don't hear me typing away on my keyboard while I look at something else. Ah, I see. I'm going to have to do that from now on when you start talking about stuff that I don't want to hear. I thought you did. No. Oh. No, I always pay close attention to you. Mm, I listen. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about Lucifer. Anyway. So Lucifer came back, and the the twist this time, as we all saw in the end of the last season, is that he's got his wings back, and he doesn't have his devil face. 
So he's apparently full-blown angel now, which is kind of weird. And so he spends the whole episode just trying to figure out who did this to him, you know, tracking down who kidnapped him. And uh, the the name that's floating around out there is the Sinner Man. Somebody named the Sinner Man has done this. We got to see Tom Welling come on as the new kind of like head detective of the organization, and he already doesn't seem to like Chloe or uh, Detective Douche at all. And basically, uh, Lucifer, he, he seems to like Lucifer to an extent, but it's more like, you know, he just wants him to get stuff done. But yeah, he kind of treats Chloe and Detective Douche like assholes, which is kind of funny. Otherwise, that's about it, you know. Maze wasn't in this at all. Had some drama. Yeah, it, it was it was better than some of the other seasons that we've had. So it, I'm it, looking forward to still, it. Uh, it. It's still, though, uh, it seems to me that the show has gotten less and less enjoyable for me type of thing. Oh, yeah, I definitely, like, I was watching it, and I'm like, mm, still not, like, really excited about it. Still kind of a background show more than anything, but, you know, I'll I'll stick it out for now. Having this whole DVR that can record six things at a time so I no longer have conflict yeah. takes out that right. excuse. I just, I don't know. Like, what I really enjoyed about the show when it was first on, all those elements are completely gone. Yeah. So. Yep. I can yep. see that for sure. Yeah. Anyhow. So that's cool. that. I watched uh, American Horror Story Cult. Yep. Uh, and I had given it some pretty high praise last week with episode four, how they really took those first three episodes and brought them together. And they really continued with episode five, telling that story, getting us caught up and seeing where the actual cult play comes in. And they're getting darker and darker and deeper and deeper into that aspect of it. And then you're learning like, oh, this character's part of them as well. And I don't know. I don't want to give it away too much because honestly, I really, really, really like it. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, this is, I don't, I, I. Like, I knew last week you were like, wow, it really turned a corner. And I was waiting to hear, like, because Roanoke, I remember, did the same thing. It was like the yep. first three episodes or so, and you were like, ah, oh, this is terrible. And then you were like, oh, it turned a corner for me. And then it, yep. it didn't just peter out. It was like it dropped off a cliff after that. So I was waiting for the drop off a cliff. Yeah, no, no they, they kept running with this one, and we find, learned some more about, some background of the characters, about how. You know, Winter and, and, and Kai became the way they, they are. I mean, and yeah, we find out who that, that, oh, that's not just a character. That's, that's that guy's brother. And this is what actually happened to their parents and on and on and on. And, um, basically like really, again, the first three episodes, the storyline is called cult and I'm not seeing a cult at all. And we're seeing these clowns, and we don't know if that's how how it relates to everything we're seeing. And then the big reveal in episode four of where the cult actually falls into play, and this is how it came together because it's like they're going back in time and telling us a story. You know what I mean? Um, so there's some time jumping, but it's mm-hmm. within a few-month period. So it's like, hey, we're going to show you this, and now we're going to show you this is how that came about. And it's like, oh. And honestly, it just – Yeah. It's, it was really good. Really, really good. Nice. So you still have time. There's only five episodes. You still have time to catch up. I don't think you will, but you still have time. I might. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, 
I mean, this week, Mr. Robot comes back, Flash comes back, Legends comes back, Arrow comes back, Supergirl comes back. I yeah, mean, that's five shows right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. five episodes, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, you know, five hours, but I don't know. Uh, this is my favorite, I, I guess I'm gonna say this is my favorite season of the last few seasons so far. Really? That, yeah. That's a big thing to say. Yeah, well, okay, the hotel was decent. The uh, carnival was good, but though because I, I, you know, but it, it, just some aspects of those were kind of, of those seasons were just like, eh. Uh, but this season so far, I mean, this is a really, really dark story, and I, I like the direction it's going, and I it just it actually makes me want to watch the next episode as opposed to, well, I guess I got time to check this out. Maybe I'll see a nice gruesome murder, which. I realize probably sounds bad to say that out loud, but I, I'm just. But I you know, know you, so it it makes yeah. complete sense. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I like shock cinema. Nice. But anyways, I I really liked it. Uh, I actually have a couple hour shows to talk about. A couple, you know what I mean. A few more shows. What yep. you got? Uh, let's see. Let me look at my list. Um. Bull was on again this week. Great episode. Great show. I, I really, I can't even just, it's just a thing. I'm, yep. I'm selling it. So, uh, I watched Wisdom of the Crowd. Oh, that's the, um, that was the one where I, the, the Jeremy Renner, uh, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, not Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Piven's show. Yep. Which is basically like, uh, that show we had on Fox that we got one season out of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very it? similar. You know, I actually liked it. Yeah, I actually thought it was pretty good. He, uh, you know, it it opens on him as the head of this tech company, and he's selling off the tech company for pennies on the dollar because he wants to go into his own thing of um, building this computer and this app that uh, allows people to do. Remember when I was talking about American Vandal? And I said that, you know, they were piecing together what happened by, like, taking all the Instagram videos of the party and, you know, putting together a timeline and saying, okay, well, this person was here at this time and this person was here at this time. It's that kind of thing. You know, it's social media uh, as a justice platform. The nice thing about this is, though, it wasn't all sunshine and puppy dog farts. Like, it wasn't just everybody coming together and being like, oh, we're going to hell. Because, like, at one point, uh, they see that there's a car and they're like, you know, can we get some help identifying this car? And people, you know, immediately get on there and start doing like the YouTube comment sections where they're like, you know, oh, you're an idiot. It's this. Oh, you suck. Blah, blah, blah. And basically devolving into that. Then when they nail down whose car it is, the guy gets jumped by a mob in the street because they don't even take the time to say, you know, okay, he was involved in a crime or he wasn't. They just automatically say, oh, he must have been involved. And the mob jumps him and puts him in the hospital. So, it's also showing that there would be a bad side to this kind of thing. You know, it's not yeah. just like, oh, vigilante justice can be good because these people are doing exactly what you would expect them to do and taking the law into their own hands and fucking up the system. But the idea is good and seeing them trying to solve crimes this way is cool. I, I like the show. I think it's a good crime drama kind of thing. Um it's got some parts that are like, meh, but I really do like it. I, I think it's going to be enjoyable, and I'm looking forward to watching the second episode. I would recommend everybody check out at least the first episode. You know, 
see what they've got there. It's not as dark and gritty as APB was. Of course, it's also not focused on the police aspect of it as much as it's focused on the more humanizing aspect of it, I guess. And uh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I really did. So I'm giving it a sell. Okay. Well, I uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, I, I did... Uh, I did pick up a show this week and watch the first two episodes of that you gave a sell on last week, and I'm probably going to stick with it, and that's The Good Doctor. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I watched the first two episodes. It, the David Shore aspect of it helped a lot. Like, yes. it kind of pushed me towards watching it because I, I did love House. I, I did enjoy, you know, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I did enjoy house immensely i do like david shore so i I gave it a go and uh the the first episode kind of had me groaning a little bit Mm -hmm. oh yeah um a lot of it but the second episode actually is what pulled me in more so yep Yep, i will say that uh there was a lot of drama in the first episode and a lot of ridiculous drama uh, tremendously so. Like, all right, this kid's got severe autism, but he's high functioning. Yeah. And there's aspects of autism he doesn't have. There's aspects of autism that he does have. He's a genius. We got uh, in the first episode. There was a lot of backstory told on him. Yeah. And like, there was a like lot all of, of his backstory, basically. Yeah, and there's a lot of he's like got to overcome things constantly, and I just that kind of bothered me a little bit. There were some things that I enjoyed a lot, like how straightforward he is with people. I find it so awesomely refreshing. I know, right? Like with the the girl doctor there, I can't think of her name, but like I already have liked and disliked her character several times in the show. <laughs> yep. And basically, he's like, the first time we met, you were rude to me. No, the and first, now yeah, the first, be my friend. The first time you met, you were rude to me. And then, you know, and then the second time you were this way and now you want to be my friend, which one of which which time were you lying? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, and then like he says to the, the you know, the is because uh, he's an intern doctor. So his internship or whatever residency or whatever. Yep. And then he says to the head of his the, his boss, basically, like, you're very arrogant. Like he was like, oh, you take what I say at face value. Well, yes, because you're very arrogant and people like that don't feel like they have to lie. Right. Just he's like, like and does, he's, do you feel that it serves you well? Yeah, more than once he's called him arrogant. And he's he's I he just wants to learn. So it's just the way the way he's straightforward and everything. Um, I actually enjoyed watching him, you know, tackle scut work. Yes, and you know, I don't know. I I just enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, of course, we have the very dramatic like ending where he proves himself in every episode, and I mm-hmm. hope that's not the pattern we get where he has to. Well, that's how it was with everyone House, every you know? time. Yeah, kinda. House always had that moment where he suddenly realized what it was, and he'd stare at the camera for a minute, and then run down and make the miraculous recovery. You know, there there's a formula behind Shore's madness, and yes, I I think that's what you're going to find with this one. Unfortunately, I just well, hopefully it doesn't lose me. Hopefully there's enough uh, story going on there that you know having to deal with him, having to prove himself every single episode will right. not drive me crazy. But right. um, no, I liked it. I liked the show. Good. I watched the first two episodes back to back, and I, I liked it. So I'll keep watching that one. I picked up another show this week that I feel good about. I don't think you're going to like it, and I don't know that it's going to last long. All right, <laughs> it's called Kevin Probably Saves the World. 
Oh yeah, I'm not gonna watch that. It's Jason Ritter, which I like him. Uh, I like him. He's got good chops handed down from his dad or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. but the, the premise behind it is that he's this loser who, you know, his life kind of fell apart. Um, you get little bits and pieces of how his life fell apart and he tried to kill himself. He was like, you know, I'm just done. And it kind of wrecked his family. So like his sister takes him in and she's very, you know, loving of him, but basically tells him that, you know, that was very selfish. Why did you do that? You know, you've got people that care about you. It's not just about you. Um, and now he has essentially a guardian angel because she explained it's, it's very thick in the mythology already. She explains to him that in every generation, there are 36 righteous souls on the planet. And they're the ones that protect the earth from, um, basically being destroyed. And right now there's only one left and it's him. And so he has to basically rise above and become what he's destined to be so that he can go out there and anoint the 35 other, uh, righteous souls. And right there, I'm like, cool idea. People aren't going to buy it. it it's going to be a very hard sell for a lot of people to be like, all right, wait a minute. There's 35 of these guys. Out. How long are you planning on making this show? You know, if they had said there's like six others, they'd be like, oh, okay, 35 others. Yeah, yeah, you're going to lose some people there. And it's got a lot of religious connotation. Um, it's a feel-good show with humor as well. Uh, definitely has the spiritual aspect. You know, things happen for a reason, etc. cetera. Uh, I like it quite a bit. It doesn't, I don't think that it's your kind of thing. And I think like with Downward Dog, it's going to lose people. I, I think that it's not going to last very long because it's too high of a message kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I'm enjoy. I'm going to enjoy it until it gets canceled. Well, way to be positive. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> this show until I can anymore. That's right. <laughs> I'm a realist. <laughs> uh, um, the Blacklist. The Blacklist. I am caught up. I watched both episodes. Excellent. All right. So what did you think of this season so far then? Well, uh, I've got a few notes. One, I love the new Red. I love yep. the new focus on Red. The fact that he's much more animated. He's much more outgoing. He's more proactive. Uh, he's more of a con man and an aggressor. Uh, yep. I just, I, like you had said last week, I'm loving seeing James Spader in this. Yep. He's just, yep. he's having fun with it and I'm having fun watching him. It's because he's, it's not that he's lost confidence. Is that because he's lost all his money? Now he just like doesn't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. And now he's gonna, you know, and the way he's manipulated the FBI is mm-hmm. a little over the top in these two episodes to get yeah. what he wants out of them and what he, you know what I mean? Yep. But again, at the end of the second episode when, you know, uh, the boss, I can't think of his name because I want to say is wrestler, wrestler, and it's not wrestler. No, um, wrestler is the blonde guy. Yeah, I know, and he's being blackmailed by the cleaner. Yeah. Um. Anyways, when when the boss sits right down and basically reads him a riot act, mm-hmm. and and you know shits all over him. Why did you do this? We didn't even get the arrest. You did. You know, we. How am I going to justify all this money and this and that? And Red's like, Oh, don't worry, I took care of you. Yeah, you know, uh, here's the evidence you need. The Italians are going to have to release him because he doesn't actually have forged artwork. He doesn't actually have the, this real stolen artwork. It's a copy, and they're going to uh, be so embarrassed, they're, so they're going to have to release him. 
Exactly. So they're going to have to release him. Here is the file. Here's all his files and everything he's done wrong. Here's some evidence to things that he stole, <laughs> yep. you know, showing that he is this, this, this uh, burglar type guy. I mean, I thought it was – they established this guy through the whole episode and I thought, oh, OK, this is – you know, he's going to be like a new guy to Red or he's going to be like, you know, one of his new allies or whatever it is. And then they just like, all right, he's done. We'll never see him again. You yeah, because it was Rigsby and you're like, oh, good. Yeah. They're running an act. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, um, I'm not I, sure I how it was I feel good. about Elizabeth. Well, I see. All right. At the end of episode two. Because she's just going along for the ride. Well, not only that, but she's kind of like goofy about it. You know, she's like, this is cool. This is great. Yeah. And you're like, mm. she's just going with the flow a little too much. But then at the end of episode two, I think she kind of sums it up really well with like, you know, um, I'm accepting this that you're my dad and it scares me as much as it kind of makes me happy. Yeah. And it's almost like. She kind of gives the excuse, well, I'm in Italy. I'm not actually investigating these cases. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I can just go along for the ride. I don't have to be law enforcement Liz in this episode. Right. Or in this this adventure, this case. Whereas in the first episode, she still was, you right. know? Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's like she almost was like, I got to experience how you live life. And it, I, it scares me that I liked it. Right. So I think we'll see, you know, Liz back to normal episode three. I, I, you know what I mean. I feel like they gave us a good enough reason as to why she acted that way in this episode. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm just really enjoying this season. Yes, I am too. And yeah. it's good because it's kind of a departure from last season. was wasn't bad, but it was like, oh, come on, you know, yeah. let's. And the uh, they're trying to tie the blacklist redemption in there a little bit. You know, a Tom's little bit. Back. Yeah. He's back finally. Uh, you know, he's, he's one that has the suitcase that we all know has the remains of Elizabeth's mother in it. Well, we all assume. They well, still yes. never specifically said. Fair enough. That's what we assume. Red obviously wants them back desperately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tom's trying to find out who's in there. And so, of course, they both come to the conclusion of the same person that they could be told by. Yep. And Red gets him and tortures him and then kills him and and but before he dies, you know, he reveals some data to Tom. So their their paths are crossing, but not really. They don't know it. Yeah. Um the whole moment in episode two where Denby is using kindness to get his response is hilarious. Yes. It was it was this- great to see Denby show up, period. Yes, yes. And to show yeah, like a character. He makes this guy this really fancy dish and everything, and the guy's like, this is really good. And Demi's like, yes, it is. Which wine would you like? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he actually wines and dines the guy yeah. to get his answers as opposed to, you know, threatening and torture. So right. I thought that was decent. It was awesome. Because <laughs> I thought the guy just sat there the whole time, like, scared to death. Right. While, while but, then, but then by the end, he even seemed to be enjoying it. You know, he's like, okay, I'll eat. this was really good. Yeah, I'll take the wine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you kept waiting for him to like, you know, hit him with a baseball bat or something. No. Or the guy to be poisoned or right. something like that. And in the end, no, he just tells him what he wants to know. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I did too. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, I got a couple other shows to, to, to discuss. As one's a new I. show. Yeah. One's a, one's a new show and, and, and then two other shows that are continuing. Um, I've got the same, and then I've also got another new show. Nice, which, nice. Which I want to say this right now. I'm just going to get this one out of the way, okay? Do it. 
watched Sci-Fi's new show, Ghost Wars. Okay. Because I read the discussion. It was talking about a medium in a town. Uh, you know, he sees spirits and there's things going on. And I was like, okay, it's sci-fi. You know, they, they do this kind of stuff. Well, I was thinking like a, um, uh, no, what, what's the thing that I'm thinking of? The Colorado kid. All I could think oh, of was Stranger uh, Things, Haven. but Haven, thank you. I yeah. just kept thinking Stranger Things. So I'm like, okay, this will be cool. Opening scene, you've got Vincent D'Onofrio. I'm like, oh, I'm sold. Vincent D'Onofrio with a ponytail as a preacher giving a speech in a bar about, you know, a guy who died recently. And I'm like, yep, I'm sold. It's got Vincent D'Onofrio. It's got meatloaf. It's a sci-fi show about a guy who can see ghosts. I'm like, yeah, God, it's dog shit. Oh, that's it awesome. is dog shit. Like, I can't find anything redeeming about this. The special effects are terrible. Uh, I, I was talking to my sister about it. And she was like, yeah, it's, it, it kind of reminds me of like Degrassi, but on sci-fi. It's cheesy. It's terrible. They give you no information whatsoever. You have to piece everything together. They've got the lamest deaths, like, like things happen off screen and then you see them and you're like, oh, okay. And it's completely confusing. It, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Like the guy could see ghosts, but he can't do anything, but then he can because his eyes glow white. And like I said, the special effects are terrible. Um, they say that his mother cursed the town, um, but we don't know why or how or what that's involved. Uh, some of the ghosts look like normal people, so they do the whole, you know, oh, you don't know if he's talking to a ghost or to a person. And then some of the ghosts look like uh, the ones that they would do on Supernatural, where it was like, you know, old film skipping. You know, where it was like, eh. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I, I was so, like, disappointed. Not just disappointed, but, like, mad that sci-fi would put out something of such low quality. After we just got blood drive. And wow, that is depressing. So I was very upset with it. So I do not recommend this. I recommend everybody stay away from this show. Stay the hell away from this show. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah, don't bother with it. I will not bother with it then. So there. Now, I feel better <laughs> now that I've gotten my PSA out of the way. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I want to talk about Inhumans. Okay. I want to talk about the fact I'm so glad it's only eight episodes. And yeah. I really do hope it's, so far, based on what I've seen, the only eight episodes we get. Yeah, I, I am afraid I have to agree with you there. Yeah. I, I feel bad because I've been happy with Marvel so far. Yep. And I know that you could look back and say that S.H.I.E.L.D. started off rough. And, you know, only those who really stuck with it are now reaping the benefits of season four. And how awesome it was. But, damn, this is really kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, first off, Anson Mount plays Black Bolt. Yeah. And this is a guy who I was just watching on Hell on Wheels and loving constantly. Yeah. Because of the, you know, uh, it's just his character, the way he delivers lines. Like, you know, I just – and now I got him and he's a mute. And it's really annoying because it's like I have this actor who can deliver some pretty amazing dialogue when he's giving – you know what I mean? Yep. It would be like, you know, okay, Justified. I mean, <laughs> look how – you because you watched Justified, yes. right? Yep. So, okay, you didn't watch Hell on Wheels, I realized. So right. you Justified. All right, so – 
you know, um, what's his face? I can't think of his name. Raylan Givens on the show, the actor. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. You watch Justified, amazing lines, amazing delivery on his dialogue. I mean, like, phenomenal. Now put him on a show where he's a fucking mute, and <laughs> it's just really sad and depressing, you know? I, I think that you don't that get character- lines where he. You don't get lines where he takes a bullet out of a gun, drops it on a guy, and goes, next time, next one's, <laughs> next one's coming, coming faster. faster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that is, like, yeah, just the way he delivered that. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, and, and now, now Anson Mount was that, he was the same way on Hell on Wheels. Phenomenal. And now we get him on, on humans, and he can furrow a brow. <laughs> he can, he can, he can make his eyes go wide and then narrow. And then put a kind of a smirk on his face and tilt his head and be like, you're ridiculous. And then tell people to wait a minute using his fingers. And then I just, yeah, it's not working for me. I feel like uh, that character is definitely better portrayed in the comics. Because in the comics, it is silent anyway. So, you know, you could have like six or seven panels in a row of him just staring or making hand gestures and you'd be like, whoa, this is impactful. It's tougher on a TV show. Yep. We have certain expectations. And, you know, uh, I, I just – and I'm also not liking how – okay, I realize they lived on the moon. Mm-hmm. But they obviously knew what was going on on Earth. Well, they obviously had – Intimate knowledge of everything, including fashion, showers, but, uh, but not how to use a fucking ATM. <laughs> I said the same thing. I said that right? to Rude last night. He was talking. I'm and like, she's like, how did she? I'm the I'm the queen of Tilla uh, of Tilla. Adelan. Adelan, thank you. I'm the queen of Adelan. I demand you give me money. Like, come on. Yeah, so she understood money. She understood everything else, but not that you know. Uh, or Black Bolt's in prison because he stole a suit. Yeah. Oh, I don't have to pay for this. I'm the king of the. I'm the fuck. I'm the king on the moon. Like it's just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I still, to this day, I can't find anybody who could answer the question appropriately of why it is that Karnak couldn't climb down off a mountain. Yeah. Why could he see everything happening, but he couldn't climb down off the mountain? I, I've heard some. He's good- got his. He's got, well, and the thing is, oh, his head injury. No, that happened because of the fall. Because of the fall that could have been prevented if he yeah. had used his powers to strategize ahead of time. Because in in this episode, you know, he's captured by some drug dealers, some very laid back, not like, <laughs> some very like, oh, we put all our money into this grow, but we're gonna let this guy live here because you know. I, <sighs> oh, and then don't forget that. Um, uh, was it Gorgon? Yep. He apparently, the surfer dudes he met, they're all former special forces guys, I guess, who are yeah. very quickly to be like, yeah, dude, we'll take up weapons and shoot and kill people we don't know. Just Absolutely. Because you've got friggin' horse feet. That's right. We'll I, go I, up in these trees and strap ourselves in with, uh, repelling uh, ropes and. I, uh, yeah. oh, and then, and, and then the, uh, uh, What's his name there? Uh, douchebag from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Maximus, Maximus sends down, um, essentially just, Cyclops. Yes. Who everyone's afraid of. Yeah. They're um, like, he is death. I'm like, he is Cyclops. Like, Cyclops. I was expecting the giant thing that they sent down in the first Thor movie. 
You know, the yeah. one who was like 10 feet tall and could blast an entire town with his face. This guy's like, no, I, I look like a, no. a reject from a steampunk cosplay contest. Yeah, and, it's uh, just, it's not working for me. No. It's and, not working. I think the biggest thing that didn't work for me was when Crystal gets Lockjaw and says, teleport me down, and he teleports her down and then falls asleep, and then conveniently gets hit by a four-wheeler. Yeah. And now they're doing that. My dog's been hit by a four-wheeler, and he's doing... Yeah, Stop. I, yeah I'm not liking the writing on this show. I'm not liking... I, I'm just... I'm not... Enjo- I'm, I'm going to watch it, because it's only eight episodes, so I know there's a finite ending. Um... The worst part is, is that they have created perfect backdoors because of all the work on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and introducing yes. humans to the world and introducing yes. the concept of them. They could have done a story about that. You know, they yep. could have said that these people are all struggling and now the kings and queens of the Inhumans are like, let's go down and talk to them. And given them something new, you know, like, we are now going to rally you against the humans and whoa, you know, they could have had a million different stories that would have been good instead of just this sudden uprising that is the lamest uprising. And you got to think that the actors that attach themselves to this show, to these characters, are probably thinking like, dude, this is a Marvel TV show. We need to get in on this somehow. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Any, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the Orville. The Orville. Uh, I love this show. I do, too. And, and this episode just upped that. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, there's something about, I feel like, okay, we're watching this show, but it feels like it, this is not, we're only not, we're not four episodes into this show. We've been watching it for years type of thing. Like, <laughs> yep. it has that type of feel to it, that type of comfort level to it. You just, you sit down in it, you know, it's like, again, we've talked about how it doesn't have the over the top humor, but it has humor in it. Uh, but it uh, still has that emotional, like, story. And yep. I'm not even going to say feel good story because they're not always feel good. No, they're not. But they really do address. I don't know. It's just it's great. It's it's great. That's all. I haven't watched any of the Star Trek Discovery yet. Rude nope. has watched it. He's told me that you know he's he's told me his opinions on it. Yeah. And everything. And I've read other things about it that says it follows more of the JJ. Star Trek universe than it does the the other you know the established TV universe of Star Trek that we had prior and on and on and on and I, I will watch it eventually someday because I do want to check it out yeah but I uh, I don't know I'm loving the Orville <laughs> absolutely this was a great episode that yeah you know they had time travel in it they had deception. You know, is this person really with us? Are they not? Uh, the, the whole plan that she had going on was just great. I really yep. like that. Um, this is one of those shows though, and I think you're going in the same direction. You don't want to talk too much about the intricacies because right. people should be watching this. Oh, I agree. This is a great Absolutely. show. I it's agree. not just cool cameos like from Liam Neeson's and, uh, Charlie's Theron. It, yeah. It's dedicated like sci-fi. Um, TV. Yeah, it is. You watch it like it's a great. I don't know. It's a great space drama, and yep. you have that constant tension between you know ex-wife and uh, you know the the exes. 
the captain and his first, and his and his you know number one and they're you know they used to be married and they're not and she still has feelings for him and mm-hmm. and so you have that but it's not they don't overplay their hand on that and you know the captain is a womanizer like the captain should be like Captain Kirk style but, was but not a but, womanizer a like Zap Brannigan. No, exactly. In a completely goofy, like, wow, I can't believe I found myself in this situation. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, something about the show, there's something about the characters. I find them all endearing and I enjoy it. And I, it, they, it's not a spoof. It's not, it's not mocking no. other things. It's just, it's. No, this is his passion project. You know, you could tell. This really this is. is what this he is wants to nothing do. what I expect it to be uh-uh. when I heard it was announced and I watched the trail and went, that's amazing. I can't wait to watch this. And I thought like. Spaceballs. I thought it was going to fail. I thought we'd get one season out of it, 13 episodes or whatever it was, because it's going to be Seth MacFarlane-ish, like Ted, like a million ways to die in the West. You know what yep. I mean? And, and it works for Family Guy because it's a 22 minute animated show so you could have that unbelievableness of it all yep. but when you get to live action you know, it doesn't always work i mean he already had one live action show that failed yes unfortunately. you know and ted and ted ted obviously was popular enough to get a second second movie out of it yep um but then a million ways to die in the west i mean i haven't heard i've heard people like it who like super troopers that you know what i mean it's like a yep. cult following yep but this is just like if you don't have to be a fan of Seth MacFarlane's previous work to watch this. I got a message this morning from Jer, and uh, yeah. of course, you know, he is huge Star Trek. Oh, dude, he, he likes Star, Star Trek, Trek like I like professional wrestling, so yep. yes, I and, totally uh, get that. He said that he finally sat down and caught up on this show because he'd only seen the first episode. So he watched the the next three right in a row, binged them, yep. and he's right on board with us. He said he loved yep. it, great supporting cast, great – and, <laughs> okay, this episode – Yeah. The, the introduction to Isaac of practical oh, God. Yes. They're like, it's something unexpected. So they like put the Mr. Potato Head pieces on him and he didn't even realize. And he's like, so now you've got to get me. Okay. So he cut off his leg. Cut off his leg. He just amputated <laughs> his leg in his sleep. He, he anesthetized him and amputated his leg and he's like, gotcha. Yeah. And then later on, the the poignancy of the leg falling down from the ceiling because he had hidden it, it just falls down in the middle of a very serious scene. And they just look at it and just keep on going. Yeah, and then, like, why don't you guys give us a minute? You want to, yes, take the leg with you. Like, I don't know. And then when they're regenerating the leg, but he has to get it back on the deck before it's done. Oh it's like God. a little baby leg dangling. I mean, it was – I mean, it was just, yeah, hilarious. But <laughs> – <laughs> so it can have that kind of humor, but yes. not take away. Like my my main takeaway from this episode was the seriousness. You know, yes. the time traveling and the fact that you know they ended up in a wormhole and that they came out of the worm, and that the whole purpose was you know, oh well, you never lived. You know, you were supposed to die, so this is what we did. You know, I I figured I would snatch you away, type of thing. It was yep. brilliant. It's just brilliant. It's a great story. Like the story in itself would be a great – like a movie. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if the next Star Trek movie was the storyline yep. and then it ends with like the way this show ended but they stretched out to the movie. So there would be a lot more action drama. There would be a lot more you know, over-the-top explosions, blah, 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 blah. Right. But I mean like the story was that good it could be a standalone movie of, a, of like you know, a movie where like, all right, this is what happened and this this – you know, this part of the trilogy and now we're going to do another movie and I don't know. It was just, it was good. 
It, it was, was great. Yep. It was great. Love so, it. um, I only got one other show to talk about. Really? I've got two. All right. Uh, go ahead then. Lethal Weapon? Oh shit. I have Lethal Weapon to talk about. <laughs> I right. knew it. Um, go ahead. I still love this show. I don't care that they are characters from a movie and that they're borrowing their names and stuff. I look forward to this show every week. Yep. And yeah. it's just, it, it's good fun. It's comedy. It's action. It's way over the top. It's ridiculous at times. But I'm okay with it because it's not ridiculous to be ridiculous. You know, it's not farcical. Yeah, I mean, it's... uh it's a fun show. I it's, watch it. It's fun. I, I enjoy it. You know, I, uh, this week was, uh, this was, this was the week where Riggs was not Riggs. Right. Right. And that was funny. Yeah. It, they I, brought in the uh, special investigator who was going to, uh, basically overlook the department <laughs> and see what's going on. And, uh, I can't think of the actress's name, but obviously we've seen her in other things. Law and order for a while. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then the lieutenant was concerned because typically when this happens, it's his position that gets, you know, he's the one that loses his job or gets reassigned or demoted or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they come in and she's told like, you know, Riggs is a problem. Riggs is a problem, but Riggs is being opposite where he's not being risky, not going over the yeah. top, not, not <laughs> being like himself, responsible. being responsible. And Murtaugh is the one that's, it's like they've kind of switched roles. Yep. Um, but Murtaugh's also worked up because he knew her back in the day and they had like a stakeout together and he had this big elaborate story about how like about a lingering finger and so he immediately switched off on partners because he was married and yes. it was just yeah and it was he typical. thought that there was something between them and she was like what are you talking about there was nothing between us yes. but of course there was because by the yeah. end she's like he 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 and that was and she's weird. sticking around for a while apparently. Yep. I was so. really glad that we brought back um, the, uh, Palmer there, the DEA agent. Yes, and that we had the ramifications from last season because she's the one that gave the folder to Riggs, and she knew what was going to happen. And she says that in this episode, she's like, "I knew yep. what was going to happen. I knew what you were going to do with it, and I knew what it meant for me." But it's still the fact that she got busted down. Yep. But we got to see some so. fun between you know the the boys and her, each trying to one up each other and. You know, get the information first so that they could make the bust. Yeah, it was a fun episode. It was. And this was also him thinking that, you know, it might be time to start dating again because he has seen her. And yes, they were kind of in a relationship. Yep. And he kind of put his past behind him. But, you know, like the shrink said, she's like, you know, you didn't leave your past behind. You only left a little piece of it. And there's still a lot of it there, and she wanted to talk to him more. But he responds to an armed robbery call at the end of the episode, which was great because it, <laughs> it really was. Yeah, it, it was Palmer, and she was like, "I've got a gun, and I'm not going to buy these alcohol bottles." And uh, she, yes, like, I'm robbing out. the place, and I am armed. Yep. And they have their nice makeout session in a dingy alley behind the place, while three cops go code, which yeah. I, I don't See, think that would have happened. <sighs> <laughs> See, okay, you because of now where you work, where I work, you are getting that uh, that okay. Police wouldn't do this. Yeah, they they wouldn't send three units. 
that close to each other. I mean, when was the last time you knew of three units that were that close to each other at the same time? And right. all going code with lights and sirens to people running out of a liquor store? They would have rolled up without their lights on and been like, all right, do you have a description? Do you have some footage? We'll take a Dude, look. Yeah, there would have been 100,000 questions before their arrival. Yep. 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 That's a fact. <laughs> but anyway, it, it's for comedic purposes or whatever. They The sirens are blaring, the lights are flashing, and they drive by, and these two have their nice romantic meeting. And then we see that the preview for the next episode, they're going to have dinner with the Murtaugh's. Kind of yes. making it an official couple thing. Yes, they're now a couple. They're together. Yep. Which will be interesting. I like her as a character. I liked yeah, her when she too. was on um, White Collar, and I like her now. Yep. I like her as a character as well. Um, I'm glad that she's back. I didn't... I was actually... Until they did the last bit where she they she stole the beer and they ran off together, I, mm-hmm. I was annoyed. I, I was like, I hope they don't make her a on-again, off-again character type thing. I, I feel like I want to see Riggs try to be in a relationship because I think it'll be funny. Yes. I think he'll be funny as he tries to be. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it. Yep. My final show, and I know this is your final show, uh, The Gifted. The Gifted. So, Fox's I'd like the- foray into superheroes. Yes, the uh, well, it's not really their first because they did have Legion. True, but which was a Fox, which is on FX. That's but, true. You know, yeah, and I'll, it's give you, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah um, now, okay, I'm, I'm two two couple quick questions. Maybe you know the answers to, which okay. I can't remember. Okay. Okay. Legion was was that official X Files canon? X Men canon. X Men canon. Sorry, yes. X Men canon. Yes. Okay, so it was connected to the. The, 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 you know, the Fox owned X-Men cinema, you know, yes. they're, they're, you know, okay. Even though they it, never named Charles Xavier, yeah. they referenced him enough. Okay. Because I didn't finish watching the series. I gave right. up on it. Yep. Um, now, The Gifted, is that official canon as well with 110%. their? 110%. Because I, I, and I thought so. Based on things they said in the episode, I was gonna it really say, made yep. me feel like it, but I wanted to ask. Yep. Now, I, I'm a comic book fan. I enjoy comic books. I'm not going to lie. Going into The Gifted, I don't really know any of these characters. They're all the C characters, if you will, I guess. I, I don't know. So I, I don't know who these people are. None of them are established to me because I don't read that deep into the comic book universe when it comes to the X-Men side of things. Okay. I'm pretty much a surface dweller on the X-Men side of things. <laughs> and even then, that was kind of when I was a teenager. Nowadays, I'm not – not really. I don't. I don't read them. I don't read that that book series. Yeah. Um, I know enough to be dangerous type of thing, um, or to get by. So when it comes to the gifted, I'm watching this show as a. All right. I'm pretty sure this is part of their world. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what their powers are. Let's see what happens. Let's see what's established. And uh, I I I, uh, I loved it. I. Loved it as well. Brandon, like, really loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I, um, the action was great. The character development was great. The story's really, really good. The effects are really good. Like, for, for the mutant powers, like, they're really, really good. So, um, yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a, 
this is our big budget pilot, so we're going to put everything in it, everything into it, because we had time to film this. But now when it comes to we're filming a new episode every you know 10 days, it's not going to be as great. Post-production is not going to be as great. We'll see from that episode two going forward. But as a standalone episode one, I love it. When I got done watching the first episode of Inhumans, I was like, oh, God. When I got done watching this first episode, I was like, oh, I wish I had an episode two to watch. I know. Yeah. I, I wish that there was more. Now, getting back to what you were saying earlier, you do know some of these characters because two of them have appeared in Days of Future Past. Yes. That yes, would be Thunderbird did. and Blink. Right. And, yes. And, that uh, I knew. Yeah. Those were more advanced versions of them. Uh, Eclipse is a brand new character from what I've read. He, okay. he was created just for the show. I thought that he was going to be Sunspot, but he's actually, they just created him as, Eclipse. And I think what's interesting about him is like he takes that bullet in the arm and there's like white energy glowing coming yes, out of his skin. shot out of him. Yeah. And they have to wrap yeah. him with thermal tape. So obviously yes. it's like a, uh, a contained nuclear kind of thing is the impression right. that I'm getting. Yep. Um, and then Polaris is actually in the comics, the estranged daughter of Magneto. And yep. that's where she gets the magnetic powers. She decided to go with a green theme rather than her father's pink and red theme. Not sure right. why, but uh, they do, like you were saying earlier, they mention the X-Men and the Brotherhood, the Brotherhood a couple of times. Yep. Um, and also the main characters uh, that we meet, that we the, the family there, their last name is Strucker. Yes. So which, are they related to Baron Von Strucker? Uh, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if that's going to be the tie-in or if it's just that they pick that. It's an uncommon enough name that you really think that they – probably had it for a reason. I feel like it's got to be related somehow, but whatever. Yeah. 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 So possible they, they, that dad is a, is a Hydra legacy. Or they dropped the Vaughn because they were trying to get out of, you know, they didn't want to be associated. It could be. Let's also remember too, that, uh, the Strucker and Hydra thing is all kind of over at Marvel right now. So it right, could be right. that they can't do that because they don't Fair own enough. the rights. So, but they're going wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, I don't know. I really, 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 really liked it. Uh, so it's a, I'm, the next episode's on tonight. So Yes. There was nothing that I could really say bad about this. It was fun. It was great action. Like you said, the powers, seeing some of the powers in other shows and then seeing them here, I'm like, these people got it right. Yeah. You know, they really did a good job. Um, it, even the kids, like I expected the kids to be the annoying sidekick types. And the little brother is a little bit, he gets on my nerves a little bit, but not nearly as much as I expected. And his sister's actually fairly supportive of him, which is good. Yes, she, it's like she dis, she discovered her powers a long time ago, mm -hmm. and she is secretly taking the time to make them, you know, to to learn how to use her powers and everything. And she kept them secret because her dad prosecutes, right? Well, you yeah, know, and it seems that everybody hates mutants in this world. Yep. Which isn't surprising, you know. It's, again, it's a continuation of. But instead of being annoyed by her little brother or whatever, you know, when they when we found out that he had powers, mm -hmm. my initial thought was going to be, "Oh, awesome! It's going to be that uh, I hate you, my little brother. You ruined my life, type of thing." Right. But instead, we get the oh, she's she's got mutants. She's a mutant as well. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, and she's really caring and supportive. Awesome. Like, yeah. I'm glad we don't have to deal with that bullshit story going forward. It made it more enjoyable for me, you know? Exactly. 
Yeah, I, I really like this. If if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. I know, like, I had asked, like, Aaron and a couple other guys about it, and and Aaron was basically, like, he loves all these characters. Not like he likes Lethal Weapon or whatever, but he wasn't, he was like, ah, I'm not going to watch it. That's too bad, because this and is then, a great Well, show. but then I said, he goes, well, let me put it this way, he goes, I... I asked, like, hey, anyone watching this? And he goes, that's a new X-Men show that's not X-Men, right? And I go, yeah, but the show is really good. And he goes, well, I have no plans on watching it. And I, I told him, like, you know what? I was generally surprised how good of a TV show it was. It was a good story. You know, the special effects looked really good. I really, really got into it. You definitely should check it out. And he's like, well, that's some kind of high praise, so I guess I will watch it. So he is going to give it a go. So I'll be interested to see what he has to say once he lets me know he's watched the first episode. Good. But – Based on the fact that, like he said, it's it's an X Men show that's not about the X Men, right? Nah, I have no plans. So there's a lot of people that probably feel the same way. But it's good. It's definitely it's good about superheroes. It's got drama. It's yeah. got action. It's great. I think it's going to be officially. I think I don't see them integrating it into the movies by any means. But it's just gonna, they're gonna acknowledge that they're in that universe and that, like they said, when they talked about the X-Men, they talked about the Brotherhood. I, I, I feel like that's gonna be the extent of what we're gonna get on mm-hmm. it, and it's just gonna be like its own story, which is what I'm kinda what I'm hoping for based on the first episode, so. Right. I don't know. I'm excited to watch episode two. I really hope I don't get disappointed. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, I hope yeah. that it wasn't like, oh, they blew their load on the, uh, first episode and now everything else is going to be like slow and gritty and annoying. Yeah. So, that's it for me for shows this week. Did you watch any movies? Um, technically, I went and saw Kingsman again. <laughs> and it was just as good the second time. So, yeah. Nice. My, my sale from the first one says, yes, go back, go watch it. Other than that, no. You? I um, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, the original sequel, not the new sequel. Um it's just a fun movie. I don't really need to talk about it a lot because if you haven't seen it, then you're probably not going to watch it. But it's on Hulu if you want to. But that's about it for me for movies this week. Spe- um, Speaking of Hulu, I saw that Colossal is on Hulu all of a sudden. Yes. I, I'm going to be checking that out because I really yeah, want to I see definitely, that. And- I do want to watch that myself. And we still need to get together and watch that uh, that Russian show movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to try and find time to watch that together. So. Um, I just have a couple more things I want to talk about. Uh, the new X Files uh, trailer came out for the new season coming out next year, 2018. What it you think looks, about that? I love it. It looks awesome. It looks Look, awesome. They're finally going to uh, again. They left us on a stupid cliffhanger. They are definitely addressing the full-on dick move cliffhanger straight away at the beginning. And like hopefully the, not doing it again in this next season. I, I hope so, too. It's going to be more episodes. First season was only six. This is, I think, ten. Um, but, yeah, see, they, Cigarette Smoking Man is uh, in the trailer. We see <laughs> we see uh, Skinner in the trailer. We see a young Cigarette Smoking Man, so I'm sure that's going to be one of the flashback stories, and there's an alien standing behind him while he's lighting up. Uh, we see... One of the lone gunmen in the episode, and like on like a, a cell phone, like FaceTime thing that's fuzzing out. I mean, we see so much; it looks so great. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, they really. A lot of it was very uh, fan servicey. Yes. Oh yeah, big time. So. And that's exciting. You got any trailers? 
Uh, yep. I watched the trailer for sci-fi's new series, Happy, that I'm very excited about. Yes, that does look great with they the exclamation point. Yes, they finally dropped the full trailer, and I'm stoked for this. You know, Elliot Stabler, that's how I will always know him, but Christopher <laughs> Maloney you yeah. know, was the greatest detective, and then he got shot. He thought he couldn't die, and then he got shot, and he's like, oh, I finally died. But then he gets brought back to life, and now he can see an imaginary horse that is yep. the imaginary friend of this little girl who apparently was kidnapped by a – looks like a lunatic Santa. Yeah, it looks interesting. I'll just say that. Yeah, he puts her in a box and drills holes, and now they're, they've got to go rescue her. I, I can't wait for this. Um, I saw another trailer for Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Huh, what's that? It's an anthology. Now, Philip K. Dick, of course, was Blade Runner. Yeah. And Electric Dreams refers to the line in there about, you know, do uh, – what was it? Do – Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. I think that's what it was. Uh, so it's an anthology show. It's coming on Amazon. Uh, looks interesting, as anthology shows can look interesting yep. in their trailers, but I don't know. And this coming Friday, there's a new movie coming out on Netflix that was done by Mick G, who I hadn't heard from him in quite a while. Oh, yes. The Babysitter. Yes. I, that, I already added that to my queue. Yep, that looks so good. At least. That looks really, really good, yes. Teenagers absolutely. doing human sacrifice and, yeah, just looks badass. I, I'm very much looking forward to that. Nice. Yep. Um, we got a few news items. Yep. One, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be premiering Friday, December 1st with a two-hour episode. So are they moving S.H.I.E.L.D. to Friday? Yes, they are. Oof, that's the death knoll time it slot, practically. It really is. Yeah. Yep. Rude and I were talking about that last night. Yeah. Um, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Season 3, premieres February 25th, 2018. Yeah. Did you see so, any of that live thing that I linked to you the other day? I unfortunately did not. I got uh, the link, but no, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. It was great. They were talking yeah. about how we're going to meet Ash's daughter. and uh, They just... Ash was uh, Ash, yeah. Bruce Campbell was basically ripping on Steven Spielberg at one point for going back and digitally remastering the Star Wars movies, and he's like, you know, go back and look at the old Evil Dead stuff. It was garbage, but we did it great. We loved this stuff, and you know, we don't go back and say, oh, we've got new technology, we can put in better special effects. Nope, we stand by what we did, and he should have done the same thing. I'm like, yeah, go Bruce. You mean George Lucas? George Lucas, yes. Yeah, like you threw me for a loop there. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of wish I would have watched it, but it was cool. Um, HBO has ordered a pilot for a Watchmen TV series. I had heard about that, and Damon Lindelof is attached. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Watchmen was kind of a self-contained story. It and really I, was. I know that DC's got a whole thing going on with them right now in the comics. Yep, but I, I feel like it was kind of a self-contained thing. And then last but not least, the Doctor Who Christmas special will be airing in theaters here in the United States on December 27th. Yep. With special features including behind-the-scenes look at the making of the, of the episode and a retrospective of Peter Capaldi and Stephen Moffat because they're both leaving. Yeah. That's sad. So, but uh, I don't know, we'll meet the new Doctor yep. in action, it seems like, and we'll get to see, uh, I don't know. Well, well, spinning right on that, one of my news yes. items, uh, BBC has announced that this year they're doing some changes to the show because okay. the, new, the new showrunner, Chris Chibnall, now he's called for a redesigned TARDIS, a redesigned TARDIS control room, redesigned sonic screwdriver. 
not surprising. You know, no. uh, Moffat did the same thing when he took over. Uh, but also, this year, when they do the, well, not this year, but the next season is only going to be 10 episodes rather than 12 or 13 like usual. Yep. But each one of them is going to be a full hour instead of 45 minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's only yeah. an extra 15 minutes, but it's more like a Sherlock kind of thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I could definitely get behind that. Cool. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, um, that's good to know. And apparently we're closing in on Rush Hour 4. Yeah, well, it's up to Chris Tucker, which I can't imagine he's going to refuse that because it's not like he's doing anything else. Yeah, I saw the comment. They were like, it's all going to come down to being able to uh, make the time for it. I'm like, to make the time for what? He doesn't yeah. have anything going on. Yeah, I also saw that uh, a new Shanghai Noon movie is in uh, is in pre-production as well. Oh. That, that might be happening. I, I can't think of it. It's Shanghai something. And, um, well, we have know, Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights. Yeah, it's gonna be like I can't remember Shanghai what it was now. Or something. I, think, I don't know, Shanghai Express. I don't know. Um, but you know, Jackie Chan this this coming Friday the thirteenth, the Prisoner comes out, and yeah. it's it looks awesome. Like I'm very excited about it. And if you if you want to watch more Jackie Chan, uh, he, there's two movies on uh, on Netflix. One is the uh, Railroad Tigers that I wasn't a big fan of that I watched, but it has Jackie Chan, so I watched it. And the other one is Kung Fu Yoga, I think. Is what it's called. They just added that one on there again, and Jackie Chan's in it. So I'm going to watch it because I love Jackie Chan, but I don't have a lot of faith behind it. But The Prisoner looks phenomenal. And that's actually getting a theatrical release. Yes, that's getting a theatrical. Well, the other ones did in the in Hong Kong, in China and whatnot. We just didn't get a theatrical release of those movies here. But this is a USA movie with Pierce Bronson and Jackie Chan, and he's a – yeah, it looks great. Gotcha. He wants to know who killed his daughter and – yeah, it looks good. It looks good. Nice. Yeah. Anyhow, that's uh, that's it for me. You got anything else? Um, just – it was very interesting. They just announced – I haven't been watching the new DuckTales reboot. Yeah. Um, I've heard that it's good. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. I just haven't really found the time to watch it. But right. I heard that they just cast their Magicka Dispel. Yes. And it will be Catherine Tate. That doesn't surprise me. The cast on that show is uncannily great. Yep, and, and it's going to yeah. be interesting to see her going up against David Tennant. Oh as yes, Scrooge absolutely. McDuck, so I like that. <laughs> yep, that, that's all I got, though. Cool. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening this week. I reckon uh, you can find us on uh, the Twitterverse. I'm at SuperstarML. I'm at the Quantum Geek G3K. <laughs> The show is at What Did You Watch and our Facebook page, What Did You Watch This Week. Go give it a like and follow. And, yeah, thanks. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.